Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to Own the Feels, brought to you in partnership with Love Better, where we're doing our damnedest to help us all break up better, which means owning whatever we're feeling and learning how to deal with it. So today you're joined, as usual, or as what's been usual for the past few episodes, um, with me and Belle, Belle and I. Hi, Belle. Gorge to be here. Hi. Always gorge to be here. And... We're starting off the podcast by talking about how Belle and I are single, which you all already know because we have made ourselves drag up our relationship history throughout this whole series. But in a stunning, useful, wise, relatable way, and I guess like useful to preface that we find being solo in this phase of our lives really productive and good, but that isn't to say there haven't been some gnarly breakups in the past that I do wish I had better kind of information and, dare I say, like tools to navigate Dare I say, a podcast. Dare I say, an incredible podcast hosted (laughs) by two relatable Kiwi chicks. (laughs) Two relatable, single, worn-out women. But I feel like it's good to preface it – this podcast with the fact that we're single and we don't really care because this one's all about breaking up with those shameful feelings that either come with being the one to instigate a breakup and then feeling shame about why couldn't I make it work or if you've broken up with someone and your friends are sort of like I didn't like him anyway and the shame that comes with that And also just the shame that sometimes comes with, like, having a breakup and being single. Like, Belle, you always talk about going to weddings and people trying to ship you off. Oh, my gosh. Like, feeling like Catherine Heigl turning up, like, carrying my heels from my car and sitting in a field, buckling them up before, like, going to the ceremony and trying to, like, fill my mind with enough conversation that doesn't make me seem like super empty because I'm alone, which I'm not. But I think um, there's so much like shame that we can be made to feel around choosing to be single, the shame just about something ending because I think a relationship, a lot of the time it is a kind of public display of your choosing of someone and someone choosing you so the shame around that ending is so natural but I think if you can figure out like productive and healthy ways to think about it then you'll be able to sort of like mellow out those shame feelings and move through that like out eek or horrific breakup feeling and come out better the other side. And trying not to feel like you're a failure for not making it work. I feel like shame and failure kind of come hand in hand in this, especially when we're talking about breakups. And there are things that I feel like the world has sort of set up 
in a way that you feel like if you're not with someone when you reach these things, it's kind of shameful or embarrassing. Like just reaching a certain age for one or going traveling or buying a house as a single person can come, not only is it actually like logistically harder to do things like buy a house, rent, pay your bills as a single person. Be alive in a world designed for sharing, particularly for two people to share. Yeah, it's also... Like, society is telling you that you have failed in some way because it's built like that if you're on your own. And so that's, I think, one of the myths that we want to bust. Uh, (laughs) Did that sound dirty? No. (laughs) No, it is is a myth that, honestly, I want my life's quest, one of my life's quests to be to end because I just think some of the most incredible things have happened in my life. Being single and I think... You know, I have absolutely been in turmoil after breakups, like pulling myself over every argument and every like thing that could have done that went wrong that I could have done right. And like it just feels like sometimes when you break up with someone, you need to send out a press release, you know, like to your friends and your workmates. And I think if we can dismantle this idea of shame around being single or shame around things ending, then it can actually be reframed as like an opportunity to um, get to know yourself better, know what doesn't work for you, know what you're looking for in a relationship, but also come to terms with radical acceptance that things aren't ever really going to turn out exactly the way you had envisaged. And as soon as you free yourself from this narrative of you have to be chosen Mm. and with someone in order to be successful, I think it becomes a lot freer and life opens itself up to you. And once again, I do feel like when we were growing up, and I think it's changed a bit now, that every movie that we'd watch as kids on Disney Channel or, you know, TV show yeah, or song (laughs) – and it was all about sort of the prince charming at the end yes. or, you know, the princess needing to be saved and never never really about, oh, this person ended up in a- alone and was really happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or it's like kind of fetishized. I feel like pop culture ends in one of two ways. Like one, despite all the odds, like they choose the other person <laughs> in the end and yeah. like happily ever after. Or it's like something really fickle like – and then, all by themselves, they learn to zip up their dress on their own, <laughs> yeah. you know? And, like, that's the symbol of their independence. It's just like... Yeah. It's either me. really cheesy that makes you feel like, okay, you don't want us to have that ending yeah. of zipping up our dress <laughs> on our own. Or it's, yeah, against all odds, they made it work. Yeah. But then I feel like, um, especially sort of some of the animated movies that you see these days mm. are more about... Like anything but love and and love being the end goal. Or not love, relationships being the end goal. Totally. But I also feel like pop culture is starting to explore messy breakups yes. and the messiness of life within a relationship as well, which I love to see because it's starting to feel closer to reality. Yes. And I actually think some of the most damaging things we learn about love as we like go through our teens and start having horny feelings and crushes and relationships is like – learning the intricacies of those and and not seeing breakups as one utter complete failure but perhaps just the ending of a chapter and I think maybe that's where pop culture goes wrong because we only see one chapter that's either a disaster or an incredible success and and not a lot of nuance in between and that's not life 
Especially when you're going through your first breakup. It is not like. It's not like hot take. <laughs> no, hot take movies aren't real life. Incredible. You can at me for that. Actually, it was funny <laughs> driving here. I was thinking about um, like all my breakups. Sorry. <laughs> We've really tasked Belle with quite the trauma unpacking. Emotional drudgery. Yeah, all my all my relationships in which everyone loved me and I ended them. No, but <laughs> I mean, they've all ended it in their own nuanced ways. But I would say shame is like the common thread throughout them. And I would love to gift by the end of this episode. Like firstly, everyone to be able to like let go of yes. any residual shame. Yeah. But also figure out a way to kind of move through it in a, in a healthier way should it ever come up again. And if you're feeling like you are in the midst of a breakup or you are feeling like you want to start the process of breaking up with your partner, but you're worried about the shame that you'll feel on the other end, maybe you'll just feel a little bit more heard or yes. like it's normal. Yes. It's normal to do that and you actually have to... Put you first. You do you, but also, you know, not like you've given up the one opportunity you'll yeah. ever get. Because I think that's another kind of archetype we see in, in films, which is like a sad older person yes. looking out to see, thinking about that one person that they let get away yeah. because their pride got in the way. And now she's a spinster with cats. Yeah. It's always with goddamn cats (laughs) and they're always by the sea and just like a nondescript outfit and and i just like disbelieve that intensely and i hope that makes you feel more uncomfortable more comfortable hearing that more uncomfortable (laughs) i think that makes you feel terrible delete that (laughs) so as usual this episode is obviously bell and i are here to chime in but it's guided by you and your stories so we specifically asked how you have felt shame in any of the breakups that you ha- you've had before. And as usual, you're very generous with your stories. And so we're going to run through a few of the different ways that shame can manifest in a breakup and and give some hot takes on, you know, maybe we've been there or maybe we have some advice. Hopefully we have some advice. It's the whole point of this thing. We definitely do. So the first one, feeling shame for wanting to fix things. I was with my ex for just under five years when I caught them cheating on me with someone we worked with. I felt shame telling my family and friends what had happened. I felt shame for wanting to try and fix things, and I felt shame for nearly everything in the breakup. It was the hardest time in my life, and navigating it on my own was so hard that I felt like everything I did was wrong. This is actually something we haven't even touched on yet in the podcast, but, yeah, feeling shame for wanting to fix things when... You've been wronged? Oh, my God. This story just hits me like a truck in the face. <laughs> <laughs> what? Not just like a truck, everyone. A truck in, in a very face, painful part in of the, the heart. Body. I just have so much empathy for this and not to make this all about me and my stories, but to prove I do have romantic experience in this arena. Unlike another co-host. <laughs> it's like I um, – like was with someone and they like stood me up we were together for a while and they stood me up at a train station and disappeared for a long time and I never heard from them it was like a terrible ghosting story and then like two months later got um a bespoke song written for me in Spanish sent to me by WhatsApp accompanied by a giant essay and I felt shame for like still crushing on them and still like wanting that to have worked so please don't judge yourself for that because I think like to uh believe in love or or go out 
on a limb for a relationship is to sort of try and believe in in hope and possibility and part of that breakup journey is is giving up that feeling so I think that's like so natural and I think I mentioned this before like relationships feel so public too so anything that you do to try and fix them can feel so embarrassing and there are some things about life living and being in a relationship with someone that are embarrassing it's like if you have a fight with your crush and then you're explaining it to your friends and you're like and then they didn't like my message yeah or like put the towel on the rack and everyone's like what the hell but it always sounds way more kind of cringy and embarrassing when it comes like out into a public forum so I have so much empathy for what you've been through and I think like the biggest challenge but the best thing to do in a breakup is to try and act with as much like graciousness as possible and the challenge in that is that you feel so unhinged so hurt so out of your body, you're like questioning all your decisions to act gracefully in a way that you wouldn't be embarrassed of in the future yeah. is so hard. But it's protecting yourself from possible future yeah. shame or just being disappointed in yourself yeah. for how you handled it. And then on the other side of that, I know we are talking about breakups, but there's actually no shame in trying to fix things if that situation calls for it. You know, everyone has their own set of circumstances and some things you can work through. It's not just like something bad happened, you should break up. It's over, yeah. So if you are in a position where you've been wronged, but it's the type of you've been wronged where you feel like you can see how it happened and what happened and you want to fix things, Mm. don't feel shame in being someone that, like Belle said before, believes in what you have and believe. I feel like a motivational speaker. (laughs) Don't feel shame in believing in what you have. But also, this is a breakup podcast, so you might be going through a breakup right now and you should just own however you've reacted and not feel shameful about it. Absolutely, and also so much of it is trying to make sense of what happened and then trying to figure out the best thing to do. And the most emotionally fucked up, state you're feeling and a really useful thing is to like talk about it with friends who knew you as a couple who kind of know that person objectively and establish a dynamic with them where they feel like they can say things truthfully because you're so often can be so blinded by pain or hot emotions that um you act in a way that you wouldn't otherwise yeah yeah and it's hard to see sense and know what's right and I think we also kind of are made to feel like there's one right answer with romance and it's one person that turns up to our house at 11 p.m when our hair's wet from the shower and they like you know defy you're in a towel and you've answered the door and you've taken off your glasses and you're cute <laughs> after all <laughs> and you aren't just the girl in the library reading the book no you're Taylor Swift <laughs> Well, kind of speaking on what you just said, and you were talking about if there was sort of objectively a fine friendship between your friends and your ex, Mm. but what if your friends don't like the person you're in a relationship with and they don't really let you know until after you've broken up? So this person says, everyone we knew told me that they only pretended to like my ex because they were friends with me. After we broke up, they all stopped being friends with them because none of them actually liked this person. They only liked me. I mean, firstly, I want to say incredibly validating. Yeah. Um, like, you won that breakup. Yeah, sorry, but you won. Sorry, but you you are a great person. <laughs> You're the better person. And that's all we need to say. <laughs> and that's it. No, I've actually had this with a really close friend of mine before and... um 
inevitably their relationship ended and everyone breathed a sigh of relief. Yes. And we still often reference it, not in a bad kind yes. of gossipy way, but just like, oh my God. And like when that happened, yeah. we were all just like, thank God. And it is really tricky as well because when a breakup happens, you have to be a bit careful about what you say to your friends because yes. you don't know if they're going to get back together. And there's like that really awkward thing where you're like, yeah, I hated them anyway. And then they reconcile yeah. later and you have to bite your tongue. But I guess like it's so like friends who can be really honest with you are a really like special thing to be nourished. And it's so easy when you get into a relationship, especially one that's like quite hot and heavy and intense and passionate to let your friendships fall by the wayside. But I do think actions speak louder than words and your friends are always watching who you're with to make sure they make you the best person that you can be. And so they will always have the most authentic takes on who you're with. And so, I, I also think we've all had friends that they've broken up with someone and we've thought, well, that's for the best because mm. you love your friend mm. and you don't owe that love to their partner. But you never want them to feel ashamed of who they were dating. You know, yes. this person says that they feel shame because their friends obviously didn't like their partner. But your friends don't want you to feel shame. Even if not they don't like your all. partner, they're not looking at you being like, you're a stupid for doing that? Absolutely not. And actually, my friend gave me this great piece of advice. Well, there were two parts. The first one was you have to always forgive yourself for who you've dated. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Yes. Even who you've made out with drunk on a dance floor. Oh, yeah. Or, like, slid into someone's DM when you were lonely and then months later you're like, woof, that was a misguided, yeah. misguided moment. Um <laughs> it was a misguided. No, honestly, you can't see, but I'm cringing behind the mic because <laughs> any of my friends that listen to this will just know that. There's probably like they just in know. my mind. There are specific people that I'm thinking of. You're thinking of. I hear nodding along. Our yeah. producer. <laughs> it's a shared experience. A shared experience. And and but the thing is, no matter how many of them post used to post the post photos of it on your Facebook wall for your birthday, <gasps> yeah. they didn't want you to feel shame. They just wanted to have a laugh. Yeah. They. they what Belle is saying is really good, everyone. Keep, <laughs> listen, keep listening because the way that she just caused a reaction in the whole studio with that. <laughs> the whole temperature went hot as we were yeah. all like, oh, I remember that person. The other thing I was going to say is like, and I'm trying not to make this sound like a motivational um, quote poster, but also leaning into it, which is like sometimes it's kind of useful to reframe people in your past. Like, oh, do you remember like when I dated that guy? that guy that was a lesson or like lol do you remember when I was in my like um rock climber era and that guy <laughs> yeah. or like that girl or that person like yeah. didn't turn up to my grad dinner even though we'd been together for a year you know that kind of stuff and you I think it's a really mark of like moving through that grief process when you can look back and reclaim your shame Ooh, yeah that sounds like a good slogan reclaim your shame yeah reframe it and I love Reclaiming and reframing your shame and also you can't and you shouldn't be held accountable for past crushes. I think those two are going to be key takeaways, everyone, <laughs> from these podcasts. Put it in your notes. Put it in your notes. Actually put it in a little calendar reminder. Yes. For like every month. Three Sundays in advance at 4pm when you're next feeling super lonely and emo. Um, if you're heartbroken at the moment. And that will be like a cute reminder to... Um, Reframe that moment. Re reframe that. And then we have feeling shame for doing the breaking up. So we've sort of had shame for being broken up with, shame for your friends not liking your ex, 
shame for wanting to fix things and now we have shame for doing the breaking up. So there was nothing that went wrong specifically in the relationship. We'd been together for almost four years, the first real relationship I'd been in. Amazing person, great family, the works. By the end of it, we had zero time together and I fell out of love. I felt a huge amount of shame for ending a relationship when nothing went wrong. I felt like such a villain breaking this person's heart. They had no idea it was coming. I still feel ashamed for it. It was no one's fault, but I was the one to do it. These stories are so visceral to me. Like, I just, they transport me to such a, like, vivid time and place in my, I was going to say, romantic history. Does that work? Sure. Um, Because I've accidentally hurt people in the past that I never intended to. And I think, unfortunately, like, love and crushing either works or it doesn't. And, unfortunately, there's always or most often someone who's more hurt than the other party. And all I can say is, like, you are braver and better off making that decision if you feel it really intensely now than staying with someone because you think that they're as good as it's going to get and you feel bad for breaking up with them. And first of all, we have a whole episode on how to deal with a breakup when nothing really went wrong, but it just wasn't right. Because this is something that you might not think a lot of people are feeling or have felt, but lots of people are. And the second thing is even as Belle was talking just then and talking about how you've accidentally hurt someone and then in hindsight you feel really shameful for hurting them or even at the time. And as much as we don't want you to feel that type of shame, it is actually a nice thing that you feel that bad like you it shows that you care about them oh my god totally and it's not an awful type of way to feel but it's something that you don't have to hold on to you were allowed to do the breaking up that's the most important thing is you were allowed to end the relationship and in fact good on you because you should have as soon as something doesn't feel right and it's been like that for a little while it's literally you have one life you need to go and do you but feeling bad about that isn't the worst thing in the world and you actually are allowed to feel that for a little while totally and my two cents worth at the end of that is like one I think we've been made to feel like there's one person that we get one chance with, yeah and if we if we end that because we're not super in it anymore we'll never ever ever meet anyone again and that's our kind of rom-com storyline over and we're put to the side and I just genuinely and can reassure you from experience into the future know that that's not the case and secondly I I think the again it comes back to like how can you be most gracious in that moment and often like I think you can have a tendency to like kind of check in on them all the time and message them and like immediately trying to forge try and forge a friendship after ending something with someone who still really cares about you but granting them a kind of grace period to Mm. work through that grief and shock and maybe their own shame for a while and and create some space between you is is super important and based on this we've come to the point of the podcast where we have tangible tip time (laughs) Which we've never called that before, ever. Where we're going to try and give you some ways that you can deal with the shame that you might be feeling or if you are in the future dealing with some of these emotions, maybe, you know, these can help you get through it. So if you were the one that did the breaking up, first thing that's really important is to remember that as hard as breaking up with someone is and as hard as that maybe was for you, it is actually a kinder thing to be honest and respectful about your feelings rather than stringing them along. So any shame that you might have felt for doing it, you should sort of offset that 
with the idea that it was kinder that you did that as soon as you could and didn't string them along. Yeah, and own the feeling that um, if it's the right thing to do, it's not a shameful act. And yeah. try and like oh, yeah. be more confident in that decision and know that in the long run you're, you're hurting them less and, and yourself less. Like I can definitely say hand on heart, it is so much worse, just like heartbreaking, devastating to draw something out and yes. end it later on and be like, man, I've emotionally checked out of this relationship a long time ago and now we have an internet router or now we have this holiday yeah. planned or now I have to go to your family Christmas or, you know, yes. and we're so much further down the track. It's nicer to everyone involved. Another tip that we've got, and I think this was slotted in by the wonderful Rubes, is listen back to our episode about owning your gut feelings, which is what we were talking about before, actually. And to be honest, the episode slays. So if you really are trying to figure out how to make sense of um, breaking up with someone when you can't actually pinpoint what went wrong and you're Mm. trying to get rid of the sort of shame that you might feel around that, truly go and listen back to that episode. On another sort of side of all of this if you did hurt your ex by being unfaithful or jealous or just not acting in a way that you're proud of then you might be feeling shame about these actions and first of all it's it's good if you've gotten to the point where you can see that what you did you know wasn't right but we also don't want you feeling shame for the rest of your life because of how you acted in a breakup when you were younger you're allowed to move forward from that and so I feel like the only things you can really do if it feels right and it's not too far gone you can reach out and you can apologize for the hurt that you caused them I feel like this is the type of thing where you can gauge whether it's been if it's been like 10 years and you know they've moved on and you've also moved on. You're allowed to alleviate yourself, I think, from <laughs> that. Um, but if it still feels right to reach out and be like, hey, I'm really sorry about the way I acted, it's going to make you feel better. It's going to give them maybe some closure, even though we've just taught you all that closure comes from within. Yes. <laughs> also, I would say in my experience, like, it's crazy what time does, which is a really annoying thing to be told when you're in the devastation pits of heartbreak hell. But I have had, I would say in almost every, almost devastating heartbreak where I have been really hurt by someone's behavior. Years later, in the movie of my life, we've kind of smashed into each other at a like supermarket car park or they've slid into my DMs over lockdown or... The kind of world has put us back together and they have said, like, I'm so sorry about how I treated you. So I think you never forget that there's a human on the other end of this yep. experience and often they're just processing things on a really different timeline. And yes. I know I've really struggled with that in the past because I process things. I'm very sentimental, very emotional, yes. process things very quickly. And I've often found my romantic partners to be a lot slower than that. And it's unfair of me to expect them to yeah work through things at the same pace I also think and this is probably the writer in me but like being able to calmly message someone and be like hey yeah you don't need to reply I'm not starting a fight we don't need to go back hauling over our relationship calls but I do just want to say I'm really sorry for what I did you deserve to be treated wonderfully like yeah just wanted to let you know and then and even if that's more for you than it is for them in this whole podcast you're the one listening we're giving you this advice so whatever sort of side of the breakup you fall into you have to do what's best for you and if that is apologizing 
Obviously, only do it if you mean it. Yeah. That goes without saying. Or if you have something to apologize for. Yeah. Don't drive yourself like wild feeling like you need to apologize for being a human with needs. Because like to be in a loving relationship is is to love someone through their humanness. So just because you're imperfect isn't like a reason to apologize. Great advice. Truly. Truly great advice. Now, how to get over the shame if you were broken up with. And so the first thing that we do want to just remind everyone out there listening is that a breakup is not a failure. This is not some sort of huge failure in your life, as I feel like the world sometimes wants us to think. So when a relationship ends, it is a sign that you probably weren't meant to be with this person and I'm not going to lie, maybe I'm being toxically positive when I say this. That feels like a success to me. If you've been through that and they're not your person, mm. then, okay, that's done. You're on the way to finding the right person Gosh. or no person. I love the way you look at things. <laughs> I wish, like... <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, I'm not in the midst of a breakup, so <laughs> I will be re-listening to this podcast to hear this energy. I'm, like, mentally sending this back to my most heartbroken self and just being like, believe it. Yeah. But it's so hard because you're fed all these stories and all these songs yeah. and all this stuff to think that they were the one. And I yes. think when you build a relationship with someone, you're building it on a vision of the future and the sense that you belong together. So... Also understand that it's a really complex journey to unpack and yeah. radically believe that what you've done is the right thing. I would say find awesome friends that make you feel incredible and bring you on podcasts and then unpack it all. And, <laughs> and so the next thing, if you've been broken up with and you're feeling some shameful feelings about it, is just remembering that these are very normal things to feel and breakups are a very normal part of life. You are going through the motions just as many millions and billions of people have before you. And so sometimes only when you're not in the midst of something hard is it nice to think I'm not unique in this hurt. Yes. When you're in the midst of it, you kind of want to feel like... I am the only one in the whole world who has felt this way before. I know my friend actually told me to do this when I went through my last breakup. They were like, write a list... And have it like on your kitchen bench or near your bed um, oh, and write bullet points of just things that weren't working and weren't yes. right and add to it as they come to you. Yes. And in the really bleak moments, like at seven o'clock on a Tuesday night in the middle of winter and you're wondering if you'll ever love or laugh again, yes. you go back to the list and it's so like reassuring and, and it can be like that time they like – didn't show up or that time they yes. forgot this or that time they were really cruel to me and it's not about like reliving your traumas no. but it's about like basically compiling evidence when you're in a really heightened emotional state to refer back to and letting yourself not see it as a failure because you can see that it just wasn't right yeah. and you can refer back to that and then be maybe one day grateful what is it Happy that it happened. Don't cry because it, no, we're not even going to say that. It's just like if I can't even remember it, it's obviously not worth. <laughs> it's obviously <laughs> cringe. It's always so cringe. It was like don't smile because it's over. Because cry because it, it happened. Oh no, oh, dance like no one's watching. No, no, no. <laughs> this seems like a funny tip, but kind of, kind of a good one. Obviously, we wouldn't put it in here if it wasn't. But reminding yourself that your breakup is no one else's business, and we don't mean close off from your friends and don't talk about it to everyone. It's just that no one can make you feel 
shame for something that maybe you were maybe you weren't feeling embarrassed or shameful about it. It ended and you're okay with it. And then a whole lot of other people got involved and started weighing in and social media can be a really Oof. hard place to be and just reminding yourself that actually only the people involved in the relationship can really elicit those feelings in you or should be allowed to. And yeah, your friends your friends are there to be your friends. They're not going to judge you. They're not going to make you feel well, they shouldn't make you feel awful about this breakup or embarrassed of it, but I just feel like reminding yourself it's actually no one else's business. No, and relationships are such intimate spaces filled with your each other's secrets and how much you've let each other into each other's lives. Mm. And so when it breaks apart, yeah. it's so like can be a natural tendency to be like posting on social media, like, don't you hate it when yeah. you, like, date someone who, blah. And, like, <laughs> I just don't think that's a very constructive use of, no. like, fraught emotions. Take it to your friends. Yes. Like, get your free therapy through them. Yeah. And, like, build yourself back up that way as opposed to, like, making it, I guess, like, a, a PR campaign against them. And it's so hard to do when you have so much access to, like, social media platforms yeah. and tools to do so. But it is private and it is your business. And, yeah. And you don't owe that explanation to anyone. No. And then finally, as we've been talking about friendships and it not being anyone else's business, but obviously you have people that you're going to let in, Friendship circles can sometimes be quite a bringer-honor of shame or embarrassment if you have joint friends or you have friends that you thought maybe were closer to you and they ended up siding, not that there should be sides, but with your ex. And so when you break up with someone, it's unfortunately quite normal for friends to take sides, Mm. especially as we said before, if you've got joint friends. But you just... This is hard to do, but you can't take it personally if some of your shared friends are on the side of your ex Mm. and some are with you because there's actually a good chance that they've probably chatted about how to support you both. Yeah. And they're almost doing it for your sake, divvying themselves up so that you both have people. Oh, that's such a good point. I've been in kind of every element of that. I've Mm. been the friend who's had to choose. I've had friends that we joked that I won in the divorce, Yeah, you know, like that they chose me. And we have a group of friends now that I literally have through virtue of a breakup. And I feel so kind of weirdly grateful for that. And I think if you're a friend watching some you know, a couple you know break up, being that kind of neutral party between them and and encouraging them, like, whatever you say, I'm not going to tell the other person. And it can be really hard because you get loaded with privileged information on both ends. Mm. You get told one story from two perspectives. And sometimes you know what one's actually... Closer to the truth. It's really tricky. Yeah. So being a friend in that situation is quite tricky. And then being the friend that either you can feel ashamed of maybe winning all the friends. You can also feel ashamed if, you know, they all go to your ex. And so such complex social behavior, isn't it? It's so and it's something that you don't really have to go through until you're in your first breakup. And then especially if you merge your friends or if you move away together and your group of friends are your community. So sounds like a survivor episode. I know. when like the teams keep changing and then there are all these alliances. Confession cams and no one wants to leave the island. But I feel like, I mean, one of the things you can do, and this is like quite hard, but it's probably good, is just making one, like 
putting energy into trying to think that this isn't a reflection of you, this is nothing to do with you, putting energy into radically accepting that this is just what happens and has to happen. Also trying to find people outside of this close-knit group that maybe do know all the business and and you just want to give yourself a break yeah and go and see new people or meet oh go make new friends I love that at the end of a breakup you have so much more time you have Sundays um hi secretly the best day of the week if you're single yeah um if you can if you can make that work sometimes (laughs) it can be super emo um like couples get out of the way at the bakery yes Um, (laughs) stop making out over a pen or chocolat but um it's like you have all this time, so you're like, oh, yeah. I'm kind of like kinda really cool. into surfing now. Yeah. And I made this friend because in the surf and now we like hang out all the time. You yeah. have all these new instances that open up that never would have happened if you were with someone. So Because you're just looking. Too. Yeah. yeah. And then they know the new you. Yeah. The rebranded yes. you. And they don't know the old one. And yeah. so if you were feeling ashamed, you get to sort of put that down and stop yeah. feeling that. Well, not stop feeling it, but sort of. take on a new life yeah Yeah. and just to round out the sort of friendship part of this is don't let the friendship group be the reason that you get back together oh no because it's not their relationship no and it can feel like logistically you watch friends they all like date each other but they still hang out it's never that awkward at the coffee shop like surely this will be fine and it's just like absolutely not it's your life yes and if you don't prioritize what's truly right for you, you'll be compromising who you are until it does end. Yeah. And so on that note, now that you're not getting back together and now yeah. that you're not feeling shameful or embarrassed and if you're going to do the breaking up, you're going to do it in a really graceful way. Yeah. We should probably thank all the people that sent us stories for this. Thank you so much. It's actually like kind of cathartic for me to hear these other stories too because even though, as you touched on before, Luce, like you feel like you're the only fucking person who's ever felt like that. It's astonishing to know that everyone has a breakup story. Every time I've travelled, one of the like deepest ways I've connected with someone is their breakup story or their heartbreak or like a way they've been romantically devastated and it's such a raw human experience. The better we can do it, the kind of better people that we become, I think. And just amazing that we can pick three per episode but when I tell you we had hundreds and hundreds, each time we ask they pour in and it's, it is just so amazing. So we have to thank all of you. We also have to thank Love Better, who make Own the Feels possible. If you are going through a breakup and you need advice or just someone to talk to, Youthline New Zealand has set up a dedicated and free Love Better helpline. So you just have to email lovebetter at youthline.co.nz or text lovebetter to 234. And as we say every week, really cool that they do that. So please use it. Please truly. do. Oh, the things I would have done if I could have had that. I know. I sound like the 65-year-old person at the beach looking <laughs> out to see. <laughs> the things I would have done if I had my loved better. <laughs> the things I would have done if I loved better. And now you will because you've listened to this podcast. Thanks for joining. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.